Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. The lineups for finals week three came out yesterday, had a little bit of a sneak peek, and they look to be all full strength. We're going to take another in more in-depth look now at all of these lineups as we've been doing every week of the finals. We'll start off with the first game being the Panthers v the Melbourne Storm. Panthers paying $1.19, with Melbourne paying $4.49 the last time I checked as well. $4.75 now, which is crazy stuff. Absolutely insane stuff, uh, considering that Melbourne Storm can switch it on if they want to, can be the dominant side if they want to. You'd think that in finals, the odds would be much closer, especially since uh, the Melbourne Storm are welcoming back Jerome Hughes into this outfit. Uh, there was a lot of rumours that we might see Nick Meany at halfback this week with Farlogo uh, reportedly set to play fullback. Obviously, Farlogo is still in the reserves. He returns to the reserves, wasn't in there last week. Uh, Jerome Hughes does return in the number seven jersey, which means Nick Meany uh, retains his spot at fullback. Uh, so Melbourne Storm looking full strength, and so do the Penrith Panthers. Uh, they welcome back Jerome Luai. They also welcome back Isaac Targo into the centres. We'll see how long that one lasts. Obviously, he's been welcomed back a few times over the past few weeks, only to be ruled out yet again. Obviously, with Jerome Luai back in this team, we do see Jack Cogger go back to the 14 jersey with Tyrone Peachy being the 18th man. Now, look, we did the first episode of Spine Wars yesterday. We went through the fullbacks, went through all the stats uh, regarding the fullbacks as well and made our decision um, as to who wins each matchup for each game in terms of the fullbacks. Uh, we obviously went for Dylan Edwards in this one. I think that his support play um, as well as just the way he runs the football I think his running game is going to be immense in this victory over the Melbourne Storm. In saying that, we did say that Nick Meany, he does play a little bit like a second 5'8". Very different to Scott Drinkwater, but he still plays like that second 5'8", roaming down each side of the ruck, uh, and great ball playing. He loves his try assists. I think he had 11 try assists the last time we had a look at those stats, which is crazy as well. Uh, looking for him to get more involved in this game, be that second 5'8", like they need them to, uh, and lay on some tries for the outside men for the Melbourne Storm. Another podcast will come out today where we go through the five eights. Obviously, Jerome Luai v. Cameron Munster, Tamale Martin v. Ezra Mam as well. We're going to break all the stats down for you guys and pick who we think is the better five eight out of the bunch. Don't know how we're really going to compare Tamale Martin. Hasn't played much football this year, um, but, you know, we'll do our best. We'll do our best on that one. Looking at this, though, looking at this game, Based on the lineups, they're both full strength. I think it could go either way. I just think with how Melbourne have been playing over the past few weeks, I think that it's not really up to standard with how Melbourne usually play. I do think it's going to cost them. I really do. I think that the Penrith Panthers are going to switch it on. Their forwards are going to be on song. Nathan Cleary is then going to be on song with Dylan Edwards running some great lines, some great support play. You know, the outside men, Isaac Targo, I think is a great in as well. Him going up against Justin Olam is going to be a very, very 
<clears throat> Sorry, interesting battle. Uh, you know, Stephen Crichton as well going against Marion Seve. Marion Seve having a very underrated year this year. He's been called into center quite a bit over the past few weeks. I think that he is going to do a great job there. Stephen Crichton, though, it's a hard guy to mark, especially when he knows it could be his last game in a Penrith Panthers jersey. For me, though, based off the lineups, looking at the lineups, they're both full-strength teams. I'm going to go and lean towards the Penrith Panthers. You can't go against them. I've got a Panthers and Broncos grand final, which sort of gives me gives away who I think is going to win the next one. But uh, maybe not. We're going to you know really break it down because I think this next game, it, uh, it could really go either way. Just the way with the Warriors played last week, it could really go either way. Now, let's have a look at these lineups here for the Broncos and for the Warriors. Now, the Warriors, uh, they welcome back a few guys into the reserves. No real changes to the starting side or to the bench. It's pretty much the same as last week. Uh, very similar as well from the other week for uh, the Brisbane and Broncos, no one really out of this side. It's pretty much the same full-strength lineups we got two weeks ago for the Broncos in the same lineup we got last week for the Warriors as well. Um, you know, key matchups for me, obviously the fullback matchup is going to be massive. Look, the, the Warriors did a great job of taking out Callum Ponga, taking Callum Ponga out of the game uh, for the Newcastle Knights. That's why the Warriors won by so such a large margin. But you've got to remember with this game as well that it's a different forward pack as well. The Warriors did a great job of settling down the Knights' forward pack, you know, p- applying some pressure with big hits in defense and running the ball hard in attack as well. Adam Fanoa Blake and Mitch Barnett being the main guys doing that um, for the Warriors. It's a different forward pack this time. I mean, you're going up against one of the prime forward packs in the competition in Payne Haas, Tom Flegler, Paddy Carrigan, Jordan Rickey's been in some insane form over the past few weeks as well. Kurt Capewell can do his his thing on the edge as well. Sorry. You know, it's a pretty different forward pack to what they versed last week. You also got to look at the forwards coming off the bench here for the Broncos as well. Uh, Brendan Piakura is just a tough bastard there in the middle. Uh, loves to get dirty and get into the action when he needs to. Um, you know, Kobe Hetherington as well. Uh, he's got a great step on him. He runs the ball so awkwardly. It's sometimes impossible to mark him when he's ch- uh, contorting his body to the side just to get through lines. Uh, he just runs the ball in a, such an interesting way for a middle forward and uh, a very tough competitor as well, Kobe Hetherington. Uh, and Keenan Palacea as well, equally as tough as most of the other forwards on the park for the Broncos as well. Uh, and he plays big minutes as well, which is going to give guys like Payne Haas a little bit of extra time just to get rowdy, to get a bit of more energy in the tank off, off the bench and come on and absolutely blow this Warriors side apart. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be a much tougher task to lock down the this Brisbane Broncos forward pack. I also think that in order to lock down Reese Walsh, you've got to lock down the forward pack first. If they can't lock down the forward pack for the Brisbane Broncos, Reese Walsh is going to be running right here. It's going to be very hard to slow him down. Uh, but that's how you're going to beat the Broncos. You've got to slow down Reese Walsh. You've got to slow down the go forward through the forwards. Uh, and that gives guys like Adam Reynolds and Ezra Mam a limited opportunity to get on the front foot in this game. And it gives the Warriors, sorry, more of an opportunity to get on the front foot in this game, um, you know, with Sean Johnson and his kicking game over the past few weeks, which has been unbelievable. And he's just his silky ball playing. And, uh, you know, when the Warriors are on the front foot, he is a main instrument of that too. Sean Johnson, he is a terrific player. He's been in some great form. 
Uh, Chance Hill Clockstart was unreal the other week as well. Ran for 300 or so meters as well. And um, it was just so dangerous. It's so silky with the ball in his hands as well. Chance Hill Clockstart uh, looking to shut him down, I think, is going to be big as well in this one. Don't let him get on a bit of a run because we know now that he can. Uh, his defense is a big part as well. Uh, uh, you know, as to why people are giving him so many praises this season. He's had a big defensive year, chance to go clock start. You know, if someone breaks the line, he's nine times out of 10 going to stop them after they break the line as well. Uh, his defense out of the back is going to be instrumental, especially if you get a Katoni Staggs or a Herbie Farnworth breaking the line. I've got a lot of faith in the centers, though. Uh, I've got more faith in Rocco Berry, though. I thought that his performance last week was insane. He was doing crazy things with the football in his hands. Very tough. Uh, and as the guru said as well in that real, a real coming of age moment for him as well. And a real welcome to first grade moment. More so in the fact that he is a first grader now. If he wasn't before, he is a first grader now. He had a terrific game last week. And I'm looking for him to have a very similar game here against one of the prime centers in the competition, Herbie Farnworth, who could be playing fullback going into next year for the Dolphins as well. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting in this matchup. I'm very keen to see how Rocco Berry goes. I was very impressed with him last week. Very impressed. So let's see how he goes. I think if you're looking for me to point out the biggest matchup in this game, it's probably not the forwards. I mean, Adam Fenua, Blake, and Payne Haas is going to be a fucking huge battle there in the middle. Same as Mitch Barnett and Tom Flegler. I think that this forward battle is going to be fucking insane. But I don't think it's the biggest matchup on the park. What do I think the biggest matchup on the park is? Based off the kicking game, based off the running game, based off the ball playing this year, both of these guys have prime ball playing, prime kicking games. Uh, they're in their primes at the moment. That is Adam Reynolds and Sean Johnson. I really do think that they, this is the biggest matchup on the park. This is the game changer here. As long as their halves partners in, uh, sorry, as well as their halves partners in Ezra Mam and Tamale Martin as well. Ezra Mam is just such a freak with the football in his hands and him and Adam Reynolds have built a really solid combination. And I think it's because Ezra Mam, you know, not, 100%, but he does play a very similar sort of style to Cody Walker, a younger Cody Walker, a more primed Cody Walker, except he just got another layer on his game as well as Ramam, which is just so much easier for Adam Reynolds as well to do his thing and combine with Ezra Mam. It's a really dangerous combination. The thing that worries me a little bit, and obviously it worked very well last week because they were on the front foot for majority of this game, if the Warriors don't get on the front foot, I'm actually worried for this Sean Johnson, Tomato Martin halves pairing because they haven't had too much time this year together in the halves. I also think that even if, you know, on the slight possibility that they do win this game, I feel like they're going to be have they're going to have played their grand final in this game and they'll go on to next week to probably lose to a Penrith Panthers. I just see it more likely uh, to be a Broncos winning this one. I think they do with their forward pack, with the halves, with the fullback as well. I don't think they're going to be able to lock down Reese Walsh. Yes, they did a great job of locking down Callum Ponga, but I said it before, they locked down the forwards first. They locked down the forwards first, and that was what locked down Callum Ponga because when the side isn't moving forward, it's very hard for your spine members to create something out of nothing or just create anything at all. You know, when you're you know, stuck in your own half for majority of the game. It's very hard for guys like Kalen Ponga, guys like uh, Adam Clune, guys like, you know, um, T- Tyson Gamble as well to create something when the side isn't moving forward. 
Um, I think that this side is going to be constantly on the go for the Broncos off the back of Payne Haas, off the back of Patrick Carrigan, off the back of Tom Flegler, off the back of Jordan Rickey as well, who's been insane this year. Billy Walters, he's ball playing. Just him at hooker this year has been super successful. You know, Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh, the two centers in Herbie Farnworth and Gatoni Staggs. I think they just outscore the Warriors slightly on all aspects of the field. And just in saying that, I think that it is going to be a Broncos win. I think it's still going to be a tight game. I just, based off the lineups, I have to go with the Brisbane Broncos here. All sides this week, full strength. It is going to be an awesome game, an awesome two games of football to watch. Uh, and grand final qualifiers as well makes it even more beautiful. And I can't wait for the Panthers to go against the Storm and the Broncos to go against a full strength Warriors outfit. Now, before we before I let you go, I do want to talk about the last matchup, which is the back rowers here. Jackson Ford coming off a massive, massive week uh, for the Warriors last week, going up against Jordan Rickey, who, as we said, is in some pretty decent form at the moment. I think that this is going to be a key matchup in this one as well. Wouldn't be surprised if one of these guys do score a try in this one. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, but I wouldn't be surprised if you get a Jackson Ford or a Jordan Rickey scoring a try in this game. Marta Niacorde as well, going up against Kirk Capewell. Uh, I think that's going to be a sick battle as well. These back rowers, the front rowers, there's pretty much matchups all over the park here for this Broncos and Warriors game. Very keen to see how it goes. As for the Panthers v. the Melbourne Storm, I'm very keen to see if the Storm can be ultra competitive as they are in finals football or if the Panthers get carried away. The forward forward pack for the Panthers just rolls over the Melbourne Storm as I'm predicting it too, and the Panthers get a big win in a big way. Let's see how these finals games go. One, two, three.